Broadcasting live from the escape tunnel on the plain of Ravnica, this is Tap Tap Concede. Welcome everybody to Tap Tap Concede. My name is Graham and joining me is Cameron huh? and Wheeler. Uh-huh. And we're going to be doing a round of Scryfall Roulette, which will be fun. But before we do that, I want to remind you all, this, this, this part's also fun for varying degrees of fun this show is brought to you by card kingdom check out cardkingdom.com slash lrr they're a great bunch of folks uh they just did a sale this past weekend that uh we would have told you about on friday which is when we're recording it now so it's funny because we were talking about temporal nonsense before we started at time of recording we haven't told you about it yet also it's Bandcamp friday oh Sweet. Yeah, well, that's, I, this is also useless information for yeah, you listening. Yeah, I woke up with 400 emails. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let me know what I should eat for lunch today. Yeah. All right. Uh, if you buy your cards from Card Kingdom, which you should, and you ask them or you tell them Loading Ready Run sent me button, please, they'll give you a little one-inch button, which, uh, shoot, someone told me what it said. I think it was uh, Life Laughter Land Drops. That sounds like what I was also told. Yes. Cool. So I think that's the current button. Um, so do that. Also, this show and everything that we do is brought to you by you and your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loadingreadyrun. Tomorrow, the Murders at Karlov Manor, tomorrow, the day that this goes up, Murders at Karlov Manor comes to Arena, and we're celebrating that by having another fam jam. It's mm-hmm. back. We haven't had one in this moon base yet. Mm-hmm. So the Loading Ready Run fam jam, slightly different lineup. You'll see Corey's joining us this time, and uh, that's going to be all day long. On Tuesday, February 6th, uh, we're just going to be in and out of the moon base here, just grinding drafts and seals and stuff on Arena, because there was no streamer event this time, so we figured, well, then we'll do it on the day it shows up on Arena, and hopefully, the app will work. Yeah. I'll see you Tuesday in the bronze brackets. <laughs> Wee. Oh, that's a good point. When does the when does the season cycle? It just did. It just did? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I guess... Th- no, that's, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, w- I, I had actually made it to Diamond last last season, which is rare, usually because I just don't have time to play. But uh, I don't want to be <laughs> I don't want to be doing the fam jam in Diamond. <laughs> I don't want that. I don't want the smoke. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, tune in for that. But uh, for today. Oh, right. Sorry. One other thing. I wanted to thank everybody because uh, we have completed the Friday night's Kickstarter. It was fully funded to quite a degree. Mm-hmm. I was practically practically double funded, if not literally. Doing some quick mental math, literally double funded, mm. uh, which is delightful and wonderful. And I can't wait to start making the show. We have so many fun ideas. <laughs> now we have to do twice as many episodes. That's not how that works. Mm, well, tell that to I, the fans. I believe that means we will be paying people twice as much. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I mean, I said we did our we did our countdown thing, and it's like, look, uh, you know, don't don't necessarily expect the <laughs> the greater amount the greater amount of funding means that that we are going to get to do some stuff that we wouldn't have been able to do otherwise, uh, in terms of like locations or infrastructure and equipment and things but it's not necessarily that you're going to see every dollar reflected on screen because the the rest of it's going to go to everyone who works here at loading ready run in the form of paying everyone's salaries i like, love getting paid for my work yeah exactly so uh yeah it's, it's not exactly one-to-one but yeah you'll see it's it'll be so great validating 
It's good stuff. Five hours of flip it and rip it at the end of the yeah. season. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> hey, speaking of validation, let's validate your knowledge and thoughts of magical cards for another round of Scryfall Roulette. It's been a while since I've been on one of these. I don't actually remember the last time. Um, but the way that this works, if you're unfamiliar at home, is that James is going to push a button over there, which is the random button on Scryfall, and it's going to show us a card here. And then, broadly speaking, I'm going to read the card and stop talking, because I probably won't have a lot of thoughts about it. And then Cameron and Wheeler are going to talk about the cards. Yeah, I, I, may, I will I compete with Wheeler on card knowledge. <laughs> we're not, it's we're not, not a competition. No, we're not playing stump. God. We're not playing stumpums. Don't worry. Uh, James, what's our first card of the day? Oh, it's Memnite. Okay, I do remember Memnite. It's a zero mana artifact creature. It's a one one. I this this confused me when because Scars of Mirrodin was like right when we started playing for real, mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't. But it's free. How can this not be good? I remember Ornithopter. Yeah, people <laughs> definitely tried playing this. This, I mean, it's not the first like zero mana artifact creature, mm-hmm. but it's the first one with power yeah and so people are like i should just play this in any aggressive deck because it's a free creature Mm. and then they learned yeah what card disadvantages (laughs) yes yeah yeah i mean this would go on to be refined into a servo which you get stapled onto a real card typically yeah um but I, lo- I like his little hands oh i do like his little hands what what was there any way that memnite was like cool or good yeah i mean it in like affinity decks and art decks that care about casting a bunch of artifacts or cheap creatures well there um, was um i remember in standard wasn't there a deck that played uh there was the quest quest for the holy relic yeah you play three artifacts five creatures five, five creatures sorry mm-hmm. and you get to tutor and put something off the table right? yeah it was uh one white quest enchantment where if you cast five, every time you cast a creature, you put a quest counter on it. Then you sack it, remove five quest counters, search your library for an equipment, and you put it into play attached to a creature. And the big piece of equipment you used was Argentum Armor, yeah, which oh. is six mana to play, six mana to equip, uh, gives a bonus to power and toughness, and whenever it attacks, you destroy a permanent. So, yeah, plus six, plus six. So the dream is... Quest for the Holy Relic, Memnite, Memnite, Ornithopter, Untap, like Glintock, Return Memnite, Play Memnite, or whatever. And then you just start blowing up their lands every single turn. Oh, um, Glintock. Yeah. Loved Glintock. Memnite was also in the Tempered Steel decks mm-hmm. of the time. Right. Uh, the Koldotha Red decks. Yeah, the, because, uh, didn't the Tempered Steel deck also run Lodestone Golem? Occasionally you got the big loads in there. Yeah. As just like a top end, but you know, getting a free three three is better than getting a free one one. Surely people didn't actually call that card that, did they? I still call that card. <laughs> okay, good. Well, it's because it's like Juggernaut. People call Juggernaut big jugs. Big jugs, right? And so because it's a five three, you're like, oh, big loads. Um, Great. Or huge loads, whichever huge sounds loads. better. Big, big Texas lodestone. <laughs> Texas. That's a Texas side lodestone. Good buddy. Oh boy. All right. Well, hey, thanks, Memnite. You existed. Next. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Wow. Fleeting Avon. Actually, kind of a funny story about Fleeting Avon here. So one white, sorry, one blue blue for a 2-2. Uh, bird wizard mm. with flying. 
And whenever a player cycles a card, return Fleeting Haven to its owner's hand. Uh, art by Ian McKaig, mm-hmm. who lives in Victoria. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I believe at a previous... Desert bus? Desert bus, yeah. We auctioned off or gave away the sketch for Fleeting Avon. Oh, wow. Uh, which is very cool. And I'm pretty sure if this is the same Ian McKegg that I'm thinking of, or at least the same the same artist living in Victoria, is also the artist who did like the concept work for Darth Maul, among other things. Oh, wow. He did a lot. He's done a lot of cool He's stuff. He's done a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So Clash Spider. Oh, yeah. Card yeah, from yeah, yeah. Uh, Onslaught as well. So anyway, that's the art. How's the card? Uh, well, it is a Windrake that has the classic like formatting of a card from 20 years ago where either player can cycle the card. Yeah, like when your opponent can unsummon your creature by drawing a card. Uh, yeah. That feels bad. Yeah, it's like uh, you can kind of create a scenario where you're like, ooh, damage on the stack. I'm going to cycle something and return it to the hand so it doesn't die. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are cards that care about, uh, you know, playing birds or tapping untapped birds. So it's like a way that you could theoretically like attack. They block damage on the stack cycle, return to your hand, replay it, and then have them untap to mm. tap to some other bird wizard. Was damage on the stack at the, when this came out? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, it's that seems like a downside. Yeah, it sucks. So why is it harder to cast than a wind drake? It's one blue blue instead of two and a blue. I presume because it has more words on it, Grant. <laughs> you're you're thinking too much. Okay. When it comes to cards from this era, like it's, I don't know. Maybe they don't want you to play this in like a deck where um, there are too many different colored pips if you're, like, playing a bunch of cyclers or splashing for cycler or splashing for other stuff. But, you know, there are a bunch of reasons that they could maybe think are correct to cost this. And at the time, maybe that was right. Hmm. Card sucks, but, you know. (laughs) Fair (laughs) enough. All right. Next. Ooh. Ooh. Blasphemous Act. Eight and a red for a sorcery. And from original Innistrad, Blasphemous Act costs one generic mana less to cast for each creature on the battlefield, and it deals 13 damage to each creature. This is a commander all-star oh, yeah. these days. Yeah. It's pretty good and limited, honestly. I remember this being played in a game or in a deck with the Boros... Uh, Reckoner. Boros Reckoner. Yeah. yeah. Oh, in standard, right? Yeah. Because Reckoner, it was if damage was dealt to Reckoner, then you could de- redirect it or something. Yeah, yeah, you deal that much damage to target uh, any target at this point. Mm-hmm. Oh, has that been that? That's the updated template. Yeah, it's you could target a player and then redirect the damage to a planeswalker. Right, but, no, um, it's just any target. Yeah, right. So you get your opponent down to thirteen and then blasphemous act and kill them. Yeah. Huh. This is a very interesting card. I think one of the reasons that it's been so that it I don't know, I it's it's a fascinating look at how to do a wrath effect in red. Mm-hmm. Which generally wrath effects in red are just like 
three damage to everything, four yeah. damage to everything. And it's like, okay, sure, I guess. But this one, you know, this is, it, it's like, this is enough to kill, to kill basically everything. Yeah. The, the catch is it's really expensive unless there's lots of creatures. Like it's, I don't know. I think it's neat. Yeah. You kind of almost have to get comical with like how much damage you deal or just how you get to that high damage threshold in order for it to actually just be like a wrath, uh, which I think is pretty appealing. Like, you know, even if this card wasn't as good as it is in something like commander, people would probably flock to this card just because it has a number 13 on it. You know, like if this was like five mana deal 13 to each creature, people would still probably just want to play it Mm -hmm. because well, 13 is a scary number. Yeah. Yeah. This recently saw a reprint in one of the 40 K decks, didn't it? I believe it did. I feel like there's some pretty sick 40, you know, I think this blasphemy, right? Surely it's in the ruinous powers act in the ruinous powers deck depicts the, the, uh, breaking of Cadia. I think so. Do we have that, James? Uh, I don't believe it was. It really? looks really? like it's uh, most recently been reprinted in Commander Legends. I think, huh. well, no, wait. The card I'm thinking of was the Past in Flames oh, reprint. Oh, um, yes. That was Past in Flames. Right, right, Really? I thought this had been reprinted in r- some recent Commander decks. Hmm. But I guess. I, oh, I, might be in like LCI. Oh. Uh, what? Yeah, no. It does look like it has. Uh, here we go. Ah, Doctor Doomst. Oh, interesting. Oh, it was also. I like okay. that we both went for. Scry- Scryfall is being kind of uh, frustrating right now. It oh. was also reprinted in. Ah, there. Uh, there it, we go. It also saw a very cool uh, secret layer. <laughs> nice. Yes, I have that one. <laughs> nice sorcery. <laughs> I, that, the, this particular. Um, secret layer of the uh, the 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 pulp, um, like sort of nineteen seventies. I want to say generally Italian inspired horror movie posters. Mm-hmm. Um, like like very uh, very fun stuff. Like Jalo films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Did you, did you yeah. see the rest of the ones from this layer? No, they're very funny. Mm. I just love the way that they're they're templated. A blasphemous act that deals thirteen damage to each creature. Sorcery. Sorcery. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, that one's great. All right, uh, what are we messing around with next, James? Boop, boop, boop. Ooh, thistle down liege. <laughs> one and then three hybrid white blue mana. So four total mana in a hilarious combination of colors. For a one three Kithkin Knight, this one has flash, and then this whole. All, there was a cycle of lieges, and they all basically did this depending on their color. Other white creatures you control get plus one, plus one. Other blue creatures you control get plus one, plus one. Meaning if you had a creature that was white and blue, it would get both of those. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty neat. But the worst one of the bunch. I was going to say, I was like, how's this stack up on the lieges power ranking? And it seems low. Uh, So Wilt Leaf Liege. I mean, that, oh, if we do we have to bring in the... The enemy colored ones too, because I remember the Boros one was kind of just the ones from Sh- from Shadowmore, Shadowmore and Lorwyn. The ones from this block, these these blocks, right? Because uh, they did all ten, right? Yes, yeah. Uh, Thistle down. I think it's just Glenelendra. 
Liege. Is that the best that's, one? That's the blue-black. No, right, the best we're taking one... A, we're taking a sidetrack from Scryfall Roulette. <laughs> we're going to tier list the lieges. Let's go. Number one. Okay. Wilt Leaf Liege. Which one's that? That's the green-white one. Mm-hmm. It's a 4-4. Four, four, and if a spell or ability at opponent controls would cause you to discard it, it gets put into play. Okay, sweet. Yeah. And so yeah, it's plus one plus one for green and white creatures. Yeah. Cool. Uh number two. I'm gonna say Boar Tusk Liege. Ooh. I think Boar Tusk Liege, which is really straightforward. It's the green red one, triple hybrid gruel pips for a three four trampler goblin knight. So they mostly cost four. The ones we've seen so far cost four mana total. Yes. So we've had a four mana, one three with flash. I believe the Shadowmore ones cost four, and the Eventide ones cost five. Okay. And then Glenelendra, or sorry, Wiltleaf was a four mana, four four. This is yes. a four mana, three four, but with trample. And it's a goblin. And it's a goblin. Oh, uh, that's relevant. Okay. Yeah, and like this curves off of Bogart Ram Gang. Right. Which, it, I mean, the Ram Gang just kills you dead. Big fan of the Ram Gang. Um... Deathbringer Liege is probably number three. This oh, is, we need to get the big baby on the screen. This is a five mana one. It's the black white one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whenever you play a white spell, you can tap a creature. Whenever you play a black spell, you can destroy a creature if it's tapped. So if you cast a hybrid spell, you just get to do that. You are not winning this game with limited. That's messed up. Yeah. How is this one not the best? This seems very strong. Oh, I'm just grading them on like vibes oh, okay. and like, you know, if they saw competitive play. Okay, fair This enough. one it, on vibes alone is number one because it's got Drew Tucker art and it's, you're just not beating this card ever. Fair enough. Uh, number four, I think. Remember Drew Tucker art? Is it Dan Dan? No, I kind of like. Uh, oh, God. Um. It might actually just be Deathbringer Leech. <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah. We'll loop back to Drew Tucker. Let's keep let's keep going Leeches. Uh oh, People of the Woods is also pretty good. Um uh number four, uh Murkfiend Leech. Ooh, okay. This is the blue green one. Blue green. Yeah. This card is also kind of a house. Uh probably not beating it in limited. Oh yeah, big, big, big <laughs> lad. Uh untap all green and or blue creatures you control during each other player's untap step. And it's just a four four. So you know, yeah. got it, it makes combat and attacking and blocking. And then in commander, this is I like I was gonna say, this seems great in commander. Yeah. Get some get some mana dorks, you it's, get lots of extra mana. It's not quite seedborne muse, um, but it gets the job done and is absurd with like opposition and stuff oh, for, yeah. for cubes. Gross. Uh, and then number five, uh-huh. the fans are probably screaming for Balefire Leech. Uh-huh. But I'm going to say it's Creek-a-Leak, baby. Creekwood Leech. Creekwood which, Leech. Which is actually four mana, not five mana, now that I'm thinking of it. Uh, four mana, 2-2 two, two in Golgari. Yeah. Beginning of your upkeep, you make a 1-1 one, one black and green worm. The worms are good. Yeah, so it just makes a 3-3 three, three, uh, every upkeep for you. Huh. Right, of course. Which is pretty pretty strong. It's like uh, uh it's like tender chicken shoot tendies. Dryad. Yeah, chicken yeah. tendies. Yeah, yeah. Good, big fan of tender shoot dryad. All right, who's next? Oh Christ, we're doing all of them. Yeah. Uh, Bail Balefire Leech. Right. Uh, the Boros one. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because it just kind of lightning helixes the player, like what? your opponent. Whenever you play a red spell, you deal three. Whenever you play a white spell, you gain three. So any red or white spell is just has a lightning helix attached to it. Yeah. And, Holy crap. And I'm sending all the lightning helixes upstairs anyways. Yeah, yeah this yeah. is going straight to dome. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, I have a, I'm a sucker for Mind Rack Liege. 
Oh, it, it can only target player, actually. Yeah, it can yeah. only go to the player. Okay. I think it's player planeswalker now. Okay. But uh, Mind Rack Liege, which is the blue-red one. Hmm. This card is, like, secretly cracked in Commander. Six mana, four, four. It's an Izzet. Uh, and you can pay four hybrid Izzet to put a gr- uh, blue or red creature from your hand into play. <laughs> which is just kind of gross. There are a lot of big idiots in blue and red. Um, then... Oh, God, who else is there? The Glenelendra... The the Glen is it Glenelendra Leech? It's Glenelendra Leech, yeah. yeah. Fairy Knight. It just has flying. Yeah, but fairies are kind of broken. Oh, okay. I also yeah. like that it's riding on a bumblebee or a wasp. A excuse wasp, me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this one's just a four mana two three that has the pump ability, but just is is fly. Mm-hmm. Just it's a fairy knight with flying. Uh, I guess I guess knights are relevant now too in a way that they weren't before. Yeah, knights were a little like there were cards that cared about knights in this era as well. Right. More um, so now since Eldraine. Yeah. Uh, the Ashenmore Liege, I got a soft spot for this because it's a 4-1 and it just... Ooh. <laughs> Whenever it becomes a target of a spell or ability, opponent control, just targeted, mm-hmm. that player loses 4 life. Yeah. Okay. And it's a 4-1. So this means business. Fair. And then I believe that leaves Thistledown Liege as the final one. I think so, we covered yeah, them all. The worst one is yeah. the 1-3. Yeah. All this right. one is just... I mean, it. this card... Funny enough, probably saw some amount of play in Constructed, like in the early days of playing Kithkin, when this was like uh, deck and type two. Right. But I don't know how good it is. <laughs> like, I kind of yeah, just... How many other creatures are you running in this color combo? Yeah, it, right? uh, like... it's a mono-white card, but at this, it's also just like... It's so awkward because for a little bit less, you get stuff like Spectral Procession. For a little bit more, you get the Cloud Goat Ranger. Mm. Uh, and then at four, you just got a Johnny Goldmane. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you place Gaia's Liege? But Where do I place Gaia's Liege? <laughs> well, why don't you come over here, Jake? Yeah. yeah. Gaia's, Gaia's Liege, for those keeping score at home, is a very old card. Three green, green, green. Uh, if I can read this, when defending, Gaia's Liege has power and toughness equal to the number of forests you have in play. Is that a semicolon? When it's attacking, they are equal to the number of forests opponent has in play. Tap to turn any one land into a forest until Gaia's Liege leaves play. Mark changed lands with counters, removing counters when Gaia's Liege leaves play. And it's a star star. Um, so when it's blocking, it has a power and toughness. And when it's attacking, it has a power and toughness. But its power and toughness is not specified at any other point. I I got it for the first invitational card. This was pretty good. <laughs> is that yeah. a is that a okay. real person? Okay. It's Bob Seeger, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting right. Bob would, Seeger. Would you like the Oracle text? Please. As long as Guy's Liege isn't attacking, its power and toughness are equal to the number of forests you control. Okay. As long as Guy Liege is attacking, its power and toughness are equal to the number of forests defending player controls. <laughs> Tap. Target land becomes, becomes a forest, forest until Guy's Liege leaves the <laughs> battlefield. How many other lieges are there in uh, Magic, James? Uh, we've there's, there's Liege of the Tangle. We've got uh, uh yeah, there's Le- uh, Liege of the Axe. Yeah, oh, this Liege this, this love this one. Three and uh, look at this this Christopher Moeller art. It's very comic book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three and a white for a two three soldier with vigilance and morph, and it's got. The turn up cost is one to white, and when it's turned face up, untap it. Okay. Mm-hmm. You've sure. got a uh, Liege of the Hollows. Yep. Make a bunch of squirrels. Hmm. 
two green green three four when it's put into graveyard any <laughs> any graveyard from play each player may pay any amount of each player may pay any amount of mana to put that number of squirrel tokens into play under their control. One one squirrels. That's a weird one. Uh, we got Liege of the Pit. Pit. Oh yeah, right. Five black 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 for a seven seven flying trample demon. At the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice a creature other than Liege of the Pit. If you can't, it deals seven damage to you, and you can morph it and you can turn it up for four black. Discard <laughs> rules. Uh, you mentioned of the tangle. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember Leads of the Tangle. Yeah, six green green for an eight eight with trample. Whenever it deals combat damage to a player, you can choose any number of lands you control. Put an awakening counter on each of them. Each of them becomes an eight eight green elemental creature for as long as they have an awakening counter on them. They're still lands. Guys, Liege looking at Liege of the Tangle, being like, "Hey, <laughs> all right." Hey. There's one more card in all of Magic that has the word Liege on which, it. Which color is it? It is in white. Uh, and it's not like a Chroma's Legionnaire. I'm nope. assuming it's going to be like something, it comma, is, liege of... It is plural. Liege of... Lieges. You mean possessive? I'm sorry. It's from Exodus, too, if that helps. Oh, Oath of Lieges. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Ew, what? Oh, Oath this of... Was... Oh, no, it is. It is, yeah. it is plural. Huh. One and a white for an enchantment. During each player's upkeep, if that player controls fewer lands than target opponent, the player may ser- that player may search their library for a basic land and put it into play. The player shuffles their library afterwards. This is kind so of a like, kind of like tithe. Yeah, yeah. One of the, I mean, it's a pretty good member of the liege cycle. I'll, it's not the best, certainly. Mm-hmm. I'd give that to Oath of Druids, or for the Oath cycle. I was going to say the Oath cycle. It yeah. Was was this a cycle? Yes. Uh, Oath I've of only ever heard of Oath of Druids. Lieges, Mages, Ghouls, Druids, and... Or no, sorry. Lieges, Scholars, uh, Ghouls, Druids, Mages. This one's weird. Yeah. This is kind of a good spinoff to what the show is, is that we pick a word and then we <laughs> yeah. just look at every every card in magic that has that word. We've gone from from yeah, lieges into oaths. That's great. There's I, a lot of oaths. Yes. I submit the first word should be skeleton. <laughs> mm. Skeleton. Uh all right, let's let's uh let's let's roll the scryfall the scryfall dice again for another rando, James. <laughs> Crystal Rod. Yeah. One stinky. <laughs> one mana for a poly artifact, as they were known at the time. And for one mana, any blue spell cast by any player gives you one life. This gives Man. me life, I tell you yeah. what. This this crystal you're telling me this crystal rod is poly and gives you life? <laughs> uh do what this was a very early rules change mm-hmm. can you explain poly and mono artifacts with with or without making jokes oh go for it um how do you know an artifact is poly how it'll tell you okay um so poly artifacts mean that you can use it any amount of times basically yeah as long as there's like and this has a requirement yeah but uh and mono artifacts you had to tap them yes and then continuous artifacts uh would have abilities like howling mind or well howling mind's a mono artifact crap uh ivory tower yes yeah, yeah thank you i think ivory tower is one of them 
Um, did it say continuous on it, or did it just I say think artifacts? They, I think some of them say continuous artifacts. Now, uh, I've been playing a lot of Shondalar, <laughs> and so I've been running into a lot of these cards, and for whatever reason, the version of Shondalar I have, it changes the artwork of every of the cards, like anytime they change zones or get recast or whatever. Why? So I don't know. Oh, yeah. yeah. So this says Con- continuous artifact. Continuous artifact. But some versions of ivory tower that are cast against me do not say continuous artifact. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Huh? Okay. So, uh, in, in the case of crystal rod, the poly artifact just means you can activate this as many times as you can pay for it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's, it's just, I assume that the the or, the Oracle text is just anytime a player casts a blue spell, you can pay one and gain one life. That I don't again. Scry or sorry, not Scryfall. Shondalar has ruined my brain. I don't actually know. I it's That's it's true just of a that lot of people. yeah. The poly means that like it's not limited to once per turn. It's like a you know you could cast for every blue spell that is getting cast, you can pay this. Mm-hmm. It's not like somebody played a blue spell, you pay this, and then it stops working. Is that that's what it means? Okay. Yeah. Um, whenever a player casts a blue spell, you may pay one. If you mm-hmm. do, you gain one life. You only get to do that once per spell. Yeah. Okay. It's no throne of bone, but crystal rod's still pretty good. Was this part of a cycle? Oh yeah. They dedicated five slots in the first set of Magic the Gathering to this crap. <laughs> uh ivory cup, crystal rod, throne of bone, oh wooden sphere. Oh right. And I then wooden sphere. Iron Star, I think is what it's called. Yeah, wow, I think it's Iron Star. Right. I think I remember the art. I definitely remember the art for Wooden Sphere. Yeah. Wooden yeah, Sphere actually had kind of baller art. It reminded me of the cover of Riven. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Sequel to Mist. Mm-hmm. Riven, the sequel to Mist. It said right there on the... <laughs> it's what you get on the tin. Man, Riven was sweet. Anyway, what were we talking about? Magic the Gathering, yes. Crystal Rod. Crystal Rod. I, Sure. They, it's funny that they upgraded these in dark steel so that you don't, they're two mana, but you don't have to pay life and, uh, or, or know, pay you, mana. Yeah. Yeah. They were just, it's just, if a player does this, you get the life. Yeah. Whenever a player casts the spell of this color, you gain a life. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Weren't they, those kind of like sideboard tech against mono red? Yeah. In the mono red mirror, you'd bring in dragon's claws. Right. <laughs> because that it's whether you or your opponent casts a red spell, you gain like two life. <laughs> You just stack up all these claws. It's great. That's very funny. And then Prism Ring. How much do you want to talk about this type of card? Because there's a lot of them. Oh. <laughs> Prism Ring saw some playing. Which, which is Prism Ring? Uh, it's Crystal Rod and Friends, but you choose the color as it comes into oh, play. Oh, okay. And then, yeah, whenever you cast a spell that, you gain one life. And it saw play in the Mono Blue uh, Rise of the Tides kind of control combo deck that saw play in that played a lot of standard at that time rise of the tide which ones because i'm i'm thinking of the one that makes zombies from the very same really yeah in what format standard no shot yeah Pr- prism ring prism played four of prism rings Can you bring up prism ring i do not remember this card I'll, I'll know it from the art but i don't remember it to just hear about it james is frantically scrambling to get and then they upgraded it to the wall uh, the staff of like Staff of the Wild Magus and the Mind Magus, which is like three meta artifacts oh, when they cast the spell or when the basic a land of that basic land type ETPs you gain one. Oh wow, yeah. okay. I I don't I barely recognize this art. Prism ring, yeah. One mana artifact as it enters the battlefield, choose a color. Whenever you cast a spell of yeah. the chosen color, you gain one life. 
So this was so the, it was a mono blue it was rise mono, from the tides. Yeah, so it was, just cast instants and sorceries and then make a hajillion zombies. Yeah, hmm. yeah, and you just gain a bunch of life from stacking up prism rings because all your cards just replace themselves. Huh. Amazing. All right. Cool. <laughs> um. Next, Scryfall Roulette. Oh, Ooh. Ebon Dragon from Portal. Uh, I don't know if it was printed in other places, but this one's from Portal. Five black black for a 5-4 flying dragon. So seven mana for a 5-4. Mm-hmm. When it comes into play from your hand, you may force your opponent to choose and discard a, a card from their hand. I love that. I love that wording. You may force your opponent to choose and discard a card. Okay, so it's when it enters the battlefield, if you cast it, your opponent discards a card. Yeah. Target opponent, I assume. Yeah. Or maybe it's all opponents. Maybe it's maybe it's even better. Uh, you you may have target opponent discard a card. Okay. How does it look so much worse in the new frame? This yeah, well, something about the saturation on this, the yeah, the, the newer like, print. So this is from like, uh, from the Vault Dragons. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's foil. Because I, I I was thinking in the original printing that the like the lighting was quite good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, art by Donato Giancola. Mm-hmm. It's very cool looking. The I goat. Guess, this trades with a Sheevan dragon? <laughs> yeah, is this actually good? No. I mean, as far as Portal Limited goes, oh, yeah. like yeah. maybe. Yeah. But um, nobody's played, or very few people play or have played Portal Limited for a reason. Look, you just open with four dark rituals and ebon dragon. You're speaking my language, though. Mm. Portal Limited? Yeah, now I want to try it. I, well, all right. Let's see what we could do. What oh, I don't yeah, just send us a sealed box of portal. What I will never understand. And like I I like I I get the things like making the rules text bolder so it's more legible, I guess. I I understand the the like the knife and the shield to be like the first number is power and the second number is toughness yeah. and you know, you'll just sort of but ch- the fact that they changed basic terminology, the, the the cards talk about blocking as intercepting, mm. and it's only called that yep. in Portal. Yeah, was yeah. a among the baffling decisions of Portal. James, can we get Jungle Lion on the screen, please? <laughs> the king of the jungle and the king of not intercepting. <laughs> Jungle Lion can't intercept. God, I love Jungle Lion so much. <laughs> As opposed to Savannah Lions, mm-hmm. which is the same in white. This is just a single green for a 2-1, yep. but it can't intercept. Yeah. Luckily, it can block. No, it can't. Are you but... too familiar with Thirsty Lion? <laughs> no. James, no. can I get Matenda Lion on screen, please? Is this the one drinking? Like drinking well, from like a pool or a pond or it's something? It's the one that it need, if, if you give it water... Uh-huh. Then it comes M T E N D A. Um, M- oh, it's M T M T E N D A lion. Matenda. Matenda lion. <laughs> um, Tips lion. Oh, <laughs> if Matenda lion attacks, defending player may pay blue to have it deal no damage this turn. Thirsty lion. 
<laughs> you just feed it. Yeah. I thought I I choose to interpret this as as the lion comes at you and you have a spray bottle and you're like no hey, hey. <laughs> no and the lion's like Rawr. right goes but away yeah you just pay tap an island and be like go away yeah <laughs> that's really funny uh, all right well we're talking about Ebon Dragon next card let's go whoa oh, speaking yeah. of dragons it's absolutely unstoppable. It's Bladewing the Risen. Three, black, black, red, red for a 4-4. Four, four. That's very expensive for a 4-4. Four, four. What else does it do? Great news. It's got flying. When it comes into play, you can return a dragon card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Mm-hmm. And for black and red, it's got all dragons get plus one, plus one until end of turn. God, I love this card. It's one of the first cards I opened in booster packs. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I could see how that would leave an impression. Oh, yeah. So big. My also buddy. like. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, just an anecdote of my buddy. We had. So this this is Rorik's Blade Wing. Yeah. The part of the uh, Titan cycle, mm-hmm. uh, I think, is what they were originally kind of called. Obviously, a little confusing nowadays with actual mm. Titans. Right. Or the, or the gladiatorial cycle from uh, Onslaught. Right. And uh, my play group, we each of us had one of the different Titans mm-hmm. and that was like the, the gentleman's agreement among us, among <laughs> us 12 year olds or whatever. Right. You're like, okay, so I have Silvos, you have Rorix, you have Jareth, etc. Mm-hmm. Nobody's allowed to double up until somebody doubled up. <sighs> and so that caused a major kerfuffle amongst uh 12 year old. Right, uh, Wheeler's play group. It must yeah, have. Which they lived in harmony until the uh, until the red player attacked. <laughs> well, the red player was actually one to. The, there was a very uh, iconic moment of uh, they added black to their deck, and so they would curve out Rorix, and then the opponent would kill their Rorix, and then they would blade wing get back Rorix <gasps> and just smash them, and it was just unbelievable. You weren't. I couldn't believe you came back from that. I dark banishing to your Rorix. I had a question about Bladewing the Risen. Mm-hmm. It is this, and unless there's been an oracle change from the printed card that we're looking at, is is this not also a skeleton? Surely, I think it's a zombie dragon now. Correct. It is a zombie dragon. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. Looks more skeletal, but there's a tongue, I suppose. So. Okay, good. I'm glad. I was like, there's, there's, this, this is an undead dragon. It should be, this should be reflected in its subtypes. Yeah. Says Graham, the pedantic what, how, subtype. How do you know that its tongue isn't made out of bones? It's <laughs> the kind of bone color. Fair. I, that sounds miserable, but yeah, I guess. See, that, that, that tongue is actually just a completely rigid structure. <laughs> it's really more of a spur. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Bailing the Rhythm, and I, this is just the, the bony tongue sticking out of its mouth. It's hard for it to talk also because it doesn't have lips. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just hinged at the back <laughs> with a with a ball and socket joint. <laughs> but it can still yeah. pronounce Rorix. Yeah, what turned 40 last year, and it's, uh, you know, the, the cartilage back there ain't so great anymore. So, so. <laughs> oh, no. Next card. Oh, oh. You, were, you were talking about a Johnny Goldman earlier. Mm-hmm. One of the original Lorwyn five. Yeah. Two, white, white for a four loyalty planeswalker. 
plus two, you gain two life. What you looking for? The Twilight Imperium box on set. Oh, we might have. Oh, it's around. Isn't it up on top of the shelf? Yeah, I thought it was. <laughs> that seems dangerous. It's it is relevant to a Johnny. Well, yeah, because it has a large lion. It man. has space a Johnny. Mm-hmm. As it, we, it might be on the shelf around the corner. I'm oh, not okay. Sure. Uh, plus one gain two life. Minus one put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control. They gain vigilance until end of turn. And minus six, put a white avatar creature token into play. With this creature's power and toughness are each equal to your life total. It seems good. Yeah. You, uh, this card killed people dead. Yeah. You would spectral procession into a Johnny Goldmane, give all your tokens, counters, and vigilance, and then you just get to chump block and do it again. And that avatar came up, like, occasionally. It just could kill people. And yeah. it just kept, presumably kept getting larger. Because it's... Yeah. It's the difference between, like, the, 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 the Nissa from... Phyrexia, which was like it makes a, um, it makes a tree. I, mean, I can't remember what the token is, but its power and toughness is equal to the number of lands you control, and it, that gets dis- that gets decided when the token is made and doesn't change. Whereas this token has that ability, and so its power and toughness will keep yeah it keep, fluctuates keep fluctuating depending on your your life total at the time. Mm-hmm. So it could get bigger and bigger. Imagine seeing the avatar being killed. You would be like, uh oh. Oh. <laughs> that would be very bad. It's kind of wild that they just like got this on one. They just made an entirely new card type. Mm-hmm. And uh, all five of them saw play in uh, standard or extended or just like, and, and some of them still see play in like cube. Mm-hmm. Like it's that, that, that doesn't happen. Yeah. You don't get it right the first time. <laughs> Jace Balaron was, yeah. Yeah. I mean, still kind of an interesting card. Yeah. It was Ajani, Jace, Liliana, Chandra, and Garrick? Yeah. 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 He, even the Chandra, which was like arguably the weakest of the bunch, um, saw play because it could kill Chandra Nalar, full stop, could kill Baneslayer Angel and survive. Like oh. her, her, uh, she, I think she was six loyalty starting and then had minus X deals X damage to uh, target creature. Oh, okay. So she could hit the table, kill their Bane Slayer, and you just have this planeswalker ticking up to ping them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember people running Jace Balaran as removal for Jace the Mind Sculptor before mm-hmm. they changed the planeswalker uniqueness rules. Yeah. I mean, I think at that point, if you if you resolve a three uh, mana spell against a resolved Jace, uh, Jace the Mind Sculptor, that already feels like it's a already game. already a success. Yeah, yeah. Mm. All right, we we have time for a few more. Let's uh, let's roll another one. Ooh, Revel of the Fallen God. You know it's going to be good when it's a seven mana sorcery in red green. Three red red green green. Sorcery. Put four two two red and green satyr creature tokens with haste onto the battlefield. Well, yeah, I by by you know it's going to be good. By the way, I should I should clarify that either means it's going to win you the game immediately, or it will be tremendously underwhelming. This I think is the latter. 
Yeah. It was good and limited. I do I do remember good and limited. It <clears throat> you shouldn't you shouldn't have played this in limited. <laughs> if you did and could resolve it, generally speaking, uh four tutus as a surprise was was going to do you pretty well in that game, but uh uh this card's not great. Is no, it, it sucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They they printed they printed the kind of this card uh, at common in uh, as Imperial Oath in Neo. Oh, Imperial Oath is really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. but those creatures they, they didn't have haste, but they do have vigilance, mm-hmm. and you get to scry. Yeah, and it's a single colored Pippa mana. That's true. It's five uh, and a white. Five and a white. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, three samurai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imperial Oath was a very high pick in this format. Well, it wasn't actually, but it was, it was, uh, you didn't hate seeing it at the top of your curve. It, yeah. It no. ended up being a card that you, like there were decks that you could draft. Yeah. That you were like, I'm going to, I'm not going to really highly pick some of these until like later in the season when everybody was like on the up and up and you're like, oh, well I want a couple Imperials up top and like, I could probably wheel one. Or I don't need to pick one early in my packs because it's a common, so it's probably going to get opened in pack three mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Riffle of the Fallen God was a rare. Yeah, that card's, uh, that whole set kind of stunk. Those two yeah, sets. Journey into Nyx and uh, Born, Born of, of the, the Gods. Gods. Oh, just. Yeah. I, re- I recall the time, because Theros was so fun and so well-received. Mm-hmm. And then the follow-up sets of the of the block were just like they didn't they didn't land it uh-uh. in those ones. Yeah. Oh well. Next. Ooh, Mazurek Crawl Death Priest. Huh. Three black green for a two-two legendary creature insect shaman with flying. Whenever a player sacrifices another permanent. Put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control. This is anti treasure tech. Yeah, I mean, and clue and food and all that. But I'm I'm talking for Commander. This was from Commander 2015. Uh, in in Commander, this is just like, you know, treasure is the most prevalent and problematic of the of the generally appearing artifact tokens. Mm-hmm. Unless I'm. Is this mistaken. the same uh, Commander release that had Mizix? No, that uh, because the Golgari commander with experience was Marin. Yeah, was Marin. So is this the alt commander in that? Deck? I was gonna say was Mazarek in the Marin deck? I believe so. Twenty fifteen. Yeah. So that launched twenty fourteen. That sounds about right. Hmm. I think so. Yeah. This uh, this card's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it gets really big really quickly. Kills people dead. It's a five mana two two, but it's also commander. Commander players would rather chop off their arm than play Lightning Bolt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I can't remember what the conversation was, but it was something. Something I had a conversation with someone some years ago about like how how silly it is to run one for one removal mm. in Commander. Oh. Oh, and it's cut the bolts and cut the. <laughs> Cut the counters and cut the hand attacks, mm-hmm. but it's thank you, Mister Lauder, when the combo's on the stack. <laughs> well, the combo's on the stack, my boy. <laughs> the combo's on the stack. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hate playing one for one pieces of a, uh, one for one pieces of efficient removal, uh, and then 
I'm sorry, one second. I'm trying to figure out how I want to phrase this to roast this person you talked to six years ago or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, cheap, efficient, one-for-one removal is quite good when you are a format where you have a constant source of card advantage mm-hmm. and 40 life. Yeah. Yeah. Another. Oh, oh yeah. Baby. Blightning. One black red for a sorcery. It deals three damage to a player, and that player discards two cards. Every time. While the smell of burning flesh is common in Grixis, the odor of smoldering brain matter is a rare treat. First of all, (laughs) remind me not to go to Grixis. Certainly not on barbecue night. Hmm. Secondly, smoldering brain is a... As a, a yeah, well, it's so fatty. It would just like <laughs> yeah, It'd crisp up real nice. I guess. I guess. Yeah. It's like crackling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you just pump it onto your popcorn. <laughs> oh. So is it Bloodbraid Elf into Blightning? What's the what's your preferred every, thing to cascade into this every one? time? Yeah. Um, is you Blightning them and then you Bloodbraid into the Blightning? And that's just over. Is that how this deck was set up? Like, because this was a standard deck, the the cascade. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because it was it was it was turn one lightning bolt dome, right? I remember John Rickard telling me that like he knew this standard format wasn't for him, where his opponent was just like mountain lightning bolt you, and then went on to win the game. Yeah, because <laughs> you, John was a. Forget a deck where if you ran hot, it didn't matter how poorly you played. Mm-hmm. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, sometimes. What else, what else was in this deck? Like, uh, uh, I could probably tell you the entire list off by heart. Played against us so goddamn much. Yeah, because the five mana cascade was the uh, uh, leech. No, uh, not the leech. The leech was the two drop. Yeah, but Tuminous blast was the Bit five. blast. Bit yeah. blast. So would you go? You could you, you could chain cascades together, right? Yes. Okay, so it was bit uh, bituminous blast, which was five mana mm-hmm. in red black as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. And what did it do? Four damage to a creature. Cascade, okay. and then you cascade from bit blast into the blood, blood braid elf. elf into the blight. Blight is what you're what you're hoping to do. Yeah, the meme line is like turn one savage lands and then your mana is perfect for the rest of the game somehow and then it's like putrid leech into blightning into blood braid blightning into bit blast blood braid blightning and then if they're somehow still alive you play a broodmate dragon <laughs> and then they're not I mean, This this was my first memory of you. I was sitting in Wige one night and I just heard and then he bit or then he cascaded every time so can i can i run down this story i'll try to do do. it without the swears we've 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 told this one so many times as one of our earliest magic memories yeah just hearing this story occurring in the back of the wide so the joke started as um this was a very different time Mm -hmm. in um the world (laughs) and uh certainly a group of young men in their 20s uh, maybe telling stories of like, could you believe a woman would play magic? <laughs> um, and it was, this was partially clowning on the idea of people being like, women don't play magic of right. a guy who was like, I met this, the joke being uh, this guy who meets a girl who plays magic and they start playing magic, the gathering <laughs> against each other. And it's like, this is, this is the woman of my dreams. The only problem is she plays junt. <laughs> 
and she constantly has blightning into blood braid into blightning. Hmm. And it's just the if and I don't know why he was Scottish, but it was the every time she goes blightning into blood braid into blightning. And that was it. It's just the like uh, you know, hey, would you date a uh, so uh, you meet the girl of your dreams and she plays magic against you, but she's always on Jund. <laughs> uh it's- it's the, Do you stay together? <laughs> it's just the like. It's the ten years ago version of the like. She's a ten, but she's yeah, exactly. She, she plays Jund and is constantly going bit blast, if blood braid, blast into blightning. Yeah, and yeah, and somehow that overhearing that has mutated into, and then he cascaded into an into into a, was jit. Yeah, yeah, and it it just became a meme mm-hmm. among uh, the group of uh, the, actually. The same group of players with Rorik's Bladewing and friends. Oh, okay. uh, or okay. most of the most of the right. the haunt, um, and uh, yeah, it just basically anytime someone did like spell into the exact same spell, hmm. or just like a cascade into the best spell or whatever, it just became the meme of every time, <laughs> every time. every. It's a lot harder to do because uh, there's so much swearing involved. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very loud. You got to be very loud in Scottish. You'd be real angry about it. Yeah. 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 All right. One more. We'll send it home with the last Scryfall roulette pick of the day, which is. Speaking of smoldering brain, it's Mind Ravel. Two in a black. I distinctly remember this art from, from when I was younger. This is from Ice Age. It's a sorcery. Target player chooses and discards a card from their hand. Ignore this ability if that player has no cards in hand. Uh, draw a card at the beginning of the next turn's upkeep. And so the flavor text is an end to reason and end to order. Forget all that has been. But because the spacing between the rules text and the flavor text is so small, I had a brief like brain short circuit where I read it as like draw a card at the beginning of the next turn for some reason. Mm. <laughs> Which I would love to see that on a magic card. Like, do that for some reason. What? Why? I don't know. Just the, like, dev notes got left in. Yeah. Sure. For some reason, you draw a card. Yeah, why not? Mark, please fix. I mean, okay. One off. Mark Tedding's art always seems to, like, he has a lot of these images of people's heads being unraveled. Yeah, memory lapse. Memory lapse. Yeah. Yep. He has two of them. All, that's his thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I remember wanting this to be better than it was. It's uh, what actually. Sorry to the art. What gets this for me is the hand. I assume that's a gloved hand mm-hmm. coming in from the side because it just it has the to me. It's the person who, whose hand that is is going. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Like <laughs> like they were just trying to do something. This doesn't look the the, the way that it's. The way the hand is drawn does not look like they are casting a spell that is unraveling this brain person. No. It much more looks like they're going, oh, crap. It's like, oh, no. Hold on. There's a bee in your mind. Let yeah. me, I'm just going to, yeah. Like, like oh, they're... no, my brain golem's unraveling. <laughs> crap. Oh, yeah. oh, no, heck. No, oh, heck. Oh, no. Yeah, this is the, the hand gesture I uh. make when my hollandaise sauce turns into scrambled <laughs> eggs. Right? <laughs> You're just like, oh, no. <laughs> You're dry, trying to be very careful and delicate and precise. Uh, I think this card, I, I listened to uh, another podcast <gasps> about Magic the Gathering uh, where they mentioned this card and how they, it was offhand kind of mentioned that this card might have actually just been better 
than it looks because like the cards were so bad back then. Yeah. And like getting any kind of card advantage is kind of just a welcome. Like you're not playing anything to the board is like is like a chumps game. So right. three mana sorcery, they discard a card and then at the beginning of their turn you draw a card. Yeah. So it goes card it's card neutral. Yeah. And in the sense that you expend a card but it replaces itself, but then they're down a card. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's card advantage. Right. Yeah, yeah. like I mean, what are they going to do? You have your opponent top decking things, and they're going to play what? Their seven mana two two from Legends. Yeah, like it's nothing flashy, but this is like it is likely that including this card and casting this card is going to put you closer to winning the game than Sarah Angel or Shivan Dragon would. Right. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I've never thought about this card. The, like I've never tried like to. This, I've never tried to evaluate this card. Cards mm. like this exist coexisting with chains of Mephistopheles. Mm. It's just a really weird concept to me. Yeah, it's kind of wild that Magic the Gathering uh, actually just got to where it is. Yeah, <laughs> people complain about how the game's all about commander nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, which some of that is valid complaints, but most of it is just the sweatiest people you know getting so angry that they're doctor gets an alert their blood pressure's through the roof or something um (laughs) where like you look at the top performing stuff that you do like that you would play in magic the gathering in this era and it's just nobody's playing the game and Mm. it sucks um and it was like pushed and became so successful off the back of people just playing whatever crap they had lying around and playing casually in kitchen table or being like I have a, what kind of deck do you have? I have a black deck. Right. It's like, cool. Yeah. It's kind of amazing that this game actually took off to what it is now when it's just such, just such shit, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, it's like Ice Age is just so terrible. Yeah. Yeah. That like, was when I started I, getting magic. I know. That, yeah, that's yeah. great, right? I, I mean, I was playing at Fallen Empires. Yeah, right. yeah, like, I, I, Ication Knights or or Order of Lightbird. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Order of yeah. Lightbird, sweet. Yeah. yeah, um, but yeah, going up against Order, uh, Order of the Ebon Hand and um, uh, him to Torak. Right? That yeah, sucker's game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like him versus Mind Ravel. I don't know. Do you run both? I'd play both. You play both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sweet. Well, hey, that's going to do it for Scryfall Roulette and for Tap Tap Concede this week. Um, that's been a blast. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. A reminder, of course, the show is brought to you by Card Kingdom. Well, you. Oh. Okay. It's brought to you by you. I'll do it. They pointed, so we're going to do that one first. Patreon.com slash Loading Ready Run. We really appreciate it. Also brought to you by Card Kingdom. Cardkingdom.com slash LRR. Get that on there. That gets our code on there, which tells them that we sent you, and we do that because we think they're great. Ask for a button. They'll send you a fun little button. Why not? Um, tune in for the Fam Jam tomorrow. Yes, yes. time of air, and uh, yeah, there's a like and share and subscribe and all that fun stuff. And uh, tell your friends why not? <laughs> hey, I've been Graham, joined by Cameron huh? and Wheeler. Oh, uh, James has been here on Tech. Heather gets these online. Thank you all so much for watching and listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye, everybody.